Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Jacob McGill, owner of 8020 Media, a social media marketing agency elevating people and businesses with hearts through organic social media marketing and live online training. Hey, Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. Can you just expand a bit more um, about you know the kind of people that you love working with and where your business is right now? Yeah, I I will. And you know, while I'm responding with the with the intro that you gave me and the, the talk that we had just before we went live here, I want to tell you that I made the mistake of who the those people were several times before I arrived where they are now. So really like the level of clarity that I have now has been failed forward and hard won into by saying yes to like anyone or everyone or that kind of stuff. Now, thanks to that, I'm a hundred percent clear that we work only with heart-based businesses that are out to change other people's lives. And I've got two other ways of saying it, which are kind of taglines, but the, the purpose of something like that is just to be clear and specific, right? And so mm. one of the things that I understand now after catching myself repeated is saying like, you bring your why and we'll show you how. And then the other piece, which is my favorite part is inside of our actual consulting services, which is the kind of middle level of our ecosystem. It's that now when somebody onboards into you know, the big build that we do with them, the commitment is that we're going to work together to impact 25 million lives. And so we aim for that and kind of reverse engineer stuff. And honestly, it's a lot of figuring it out Mm. while you're in the process, right? There's no formula to do that. There's been some amazing people who can give us historical examples, but each time we're just figuring it out as we go. Nice. So with with your clients, when they arrive at you what's the the biggest challenge that you see time and time again with with working with with the clients that you love to work with yeah it actually comes from my background in in healthcare and i built a clinical rehabilitation practice um we'll get into the personal story of how i ended up in that a little bit later but essentially it was it was thrust upon me and i had to do rehab for myself and so i became a specialist of people's last resort And what I got really accustomed to was on the first appointment, there's like this laundry list of the 75 things they did that didn't work. 
And then, you know, I moved that business online, ended up in this space. Like I can help other helpers. Mm. And ironically, you end up in the same situation. You're that point of contact with somebody. And then like, I think you can help me. The only reason they think that is because they haven't quit. But that first interview conversation is like, and here are the nine things I've already done and all the people I've hired and et cetera, that hasn't worked. And so like wading through that resignation and that disappointment is one of the biggest challenges, honestly. Hey, that's a, a great thing because we talk with so many agency owners specifically, and there are coaches, businesses, consultants out there that have tried everything, maybe gone through a number of different agencies and it hasn't quite worked. And I guess part of your job is to be able to calm people down, instill a bit more belief that, you know, once you find the right company, once you find the right tactics, or once you find some consistency and actually stick with it, then you'll be able to find some success. So you must have an awful lot of you know, people coming with already existing beliefs about, are you another agency? Is this going to be the same? Um, I'm not sure this is going to work, right? That's that's part of why I led with the failing forward concept in my first response is, is because of that, because I had to wade through it myself. Like I was that I have this list. I tried this and this and this for my business and it worked and failed. And, and sometimes the working was the failure. Like when we first built this company and launched we went from zero to like 18 clients in pretty much 18 months. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's one of those examples there, like that success led to a failure. The structures that should have been in place to manage that growth didn't exist. And we collapsed under our own weight first time around. And so there's so many different ways it can go. And the, the fact of the matter is like, as much as we all wanna be sold a clean solution, honestly, some of it is, is just timing. I don't know if anybody had told me in my first 12 months, like this and this are going to be your problem six months from now that I would have even listened, right? We were just excited. So where, where does that take you? So you, to be able to overcome and help people guide them through, yeah, we've got you. We know what we're doing. Here's to explain. I guess it takes an awful lot of relationship building and working on clear communication, also clear boundaries and clear expectations. I think you're 100% accurate in the interpersonal and, and social stuff. And I have had to work to learn to be a clearer communicator and, and listen more empathetically and actually hear sometimes like what the concern is behind the objection, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that came from the, from the humble beginnings piece is in the context of the rehabilitation world, like I was a product, right? Like I ended up in that space because of an injury. And then I had to work on my own body to such a degree that by the time I was seeing clients, I was like, like I am the evidence that this works. And so that's one of the things that I took into the agency space of like, we, we won't like pretend that there's anything that we can do that we have not first done, right? With ourselves, for ourselves, there, there's 
a common practice in business and it makes sense. Like it, it's in the world of software, right? Where it's just like you build a reasonable facsimile and then you throw it out in front of users so that they can do the testing for you. And, you know, I think it makes sense in that space, but in the space of like marketing or things like that, it's like maybe better to do stuff that actually, you know, works instead of gamble with clients' money, so to speak, right? And that can happen in, in certain spaces. And I like, um, I heard a quote recently in an interview about the mentality around that if you're going to do self-learning. And the gentleman was like, you just pick what it is and you do it for a year or at least 100 times before you assess the worth or value of it. And I think that makes so much sense. If you're going to self-learn, if you're going to experiment with your own business, if mm. you're going to do it with your own money. But when it comes to an agreement of like, you give me this and I'll get you that result, then you have to know at least a certain amount of what you're doing, right? And being able to follow through rather than um, just creating it on the fly and hoping it works. Absolutely. And that's why businesses, companies, solopreneurs go to agencies go to people such as yourself because they want a proven format we don't want to be going through and testing over top you you've done you have your process you know your strategies you've got the wealth experience of what works and what doesn't work within specific industries offers niches all that stuff so that is the expertise that people are coming to you with so that you can provide that um, as you spoke about offline that that quality over quantity yeah. And you're bringing some real wisdom here from a, a previous question, because I think the other thing that you have to work through um, when you said, like, what's the first thing you have to deal with? You're talking to somebody new and, and like you're you're moving through this this process. And the other thing that I just realized is um, because there's so much overwhelm out there or people have taken little bits of this and that, that they're, they're somewhat knowledge experts, not experienced experts, but they you know have some technical understanding. So they come in the door and you're like, this is the way we're gonna build your thing. And they're like, but I saw a webinar on this and learned a video about that and why not this way? And it's like, well, because we know this way works. That's the one we've practiced and the one we've proven. And I think that's another thing that have like it's a challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs because they're trying to piece the car together by buying a part at the time while it's moving down the highway, right? Instead of just like one of my mentors used to say this all the time, like in Formula One, after the car comes off the track in the race, they actually strip it down to the frame and rebuild it each time. And like, how great would your business be if you did that? So, and that goes directly into, it depends who you're talking to. It depends what you, what you listen to, because the whole ready, fire, aim mentality has legs. There is something to that. You can't spend forever ready, 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 ready. Fire the damn gun. You've got to go forward, but it's find that balance between, I like said, piecemealing all this knowledge. What you want is the, because there's, we teach there's four levels of understanding. The first one is logical, the logical. The fourth one is the experiential. So you can, there's all the spaces in between. So logically you get it. Emotionally, then you feel it. And then physically you do it. But it's that fourth level. Experientially, 
you have experientially, you've experienced the understanding, you've seen the results. That's so much better than just having the information, the logic, right? That's where you come in. Yeah, absolutely. And we're in a world now that is so full of knowledge that a lot of people have overwhelm and decision fatigue, like breakfast to dinner, right? Like you just wake up stressed, spend the day stressed, go to bed stressed, hope it doesn't happen again. And then are surprised when it does, right? I hear you. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything is just complete information overload, but it's, it's where you focus your attention to as well. So, Hey, look, this, I love this conversation as a, as a, as a marketer, as a business owner, this is some really cool stuff to talk about, but I also want to talk about you and your business. So, you know, as a business owner, you know, obviously with the journey you've been on where you are right now, what kind of things do you find are, are your challenges that you're continuing to work through or those challenges that you haven't quite been able to, to overcome as you've had that journey of becoming the business owner, the team member that you, that you are. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to give you the, the big answer first. And so um, like we're an alignment first company, right? If you came to me as a client and I do like listen to people in a very similar way, it's like they're trying to push money across the table at me right now. Hmm. And so I have a few rules. One of them is I'm only going to help you do more of the things you love. Everything else is meant for automation, delegation, and systems. And it's weird because we go out into that space where the information overwhelm is, and you ask a passerby on the street, like any entrepreneurial-minded person, right? And like, do you want me to double your business next month? And you get an absolute yes, right? And then it's like, wait a minute, let's talk about the consequences have a decent conversation and there are a hundred things that need to be done every month just for the business to function. You find out 20 of them are what they love and 80 of them are on a scale of like mildly disliked to completely despised. Right. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, so next month you have 160 things on that list. Cause that's what happens if you just grow for the sake of growth and not for the sake of impact or purpose or organization, or at least just your own quality of life. And so helping people avoid that, that cliche of like the overworked corporate zombie that, you know, was a big thing when I was growing up for, it was on TV and movies and that archetype was always there. And like that came into the entrepreneurial archetype now, like just the person who grinds 24 seven, well, eight actually, because there's eight days in their week. And it's like, to to what end? Like, this is not what we all signed up for. And so Mm -hmm. I went through that in a brick and mortar space in my own life and actually got my healthcare practice to a point where I was like, really successful at a three month waiting list for three years of practice. And that's what burnt me out, right? My ability to market and train my clients to do referrals and network with other practitioners to the point that that the clinic was bursting at the seams. And I was me caught up in that same space. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm trying to help people, but right. All these other things got in the way and they were of my own design. And so when I shut that business down and rebuilt it online, I had a complete rewiring of of my concepts. And that's what opened the door to 8020 Media. And so 
the um, the person I built my rebuilt my business in the digital space with, I was like, we have something here. Like we actually have something. And that's what launched us. That's what got us those legs. That's what got us like a client per month in our first, you know, year and a half to the point that we hadn't done again enough structural design to hmm. build a really strong foundation for that growth. And so that process of like moving forward, coming back, rechecking, realigning, tuning, that's been done several times. And it felt a little um, like embarrassing at the time, but there's been two times in the last eight years where I've literally shut the company down for a period of time to follow that advice that I shared earlier and mm -hmm. take the car completely off the track, strip it down, rebuild it because you can't win a race, like just doing pit crew stuff, or at least not in terms of performance, right? Like that's not a formula one mentality. And each time the biggest redesign was like, where are the pieces in terms of alignment? Like what's the culture of our company? What's the culture of our clients? Like what kind of impact are we actually committed to in the world versus, and there's nothing wrong with that. I appreciate the people who are really good at it, but versus if I just cram this much more ad spend in the front, I can pump this much more out the back. And, you know, that $300 profit every single time is fine because I can do that with 10,000 leads a year or right? Where the math just works and the leverage is just there. And that's not to say any of the stuff that they're giving people doesn't provide value. So it sounds like to be able to pause, strip it down, be able to look at all the nuts and bolts, see where things are working, where they're not working. And that's very much data-driven analysis. You can start to piece your business back together, you know, version 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and be better, more efficient, more aligned, more enjoyable. Yeah, that last one is the biggest part. And I, I really am super grateful for some of the, well, all of the mentorship that I've had. But there's some stories that have stuck in my brain for like a, a decade at a time from, you know, watching them work with their clients and saying, I, I don't have time to go through the whole story, but literally having a moment where one of my mentors is working with super high net worth individuals and he just turned to them. He's like, this thing that you just created, which is like your place to escape from everything. You had the financial wherewithal to do this 22 years ago. And to like, wait, what would happen if I went for two decades in the wrong direction to build a thing that I just needed to escape from? Wow. So it's That's changed a, huge... a lot of choices. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you said it's, it's about the enjoyment. I mean, one way we help business owners to fall back in love with your business again. You make it, the entirety of the yes is you said yes to become a business owner, but you don't understand the entirety of it. As a solopreneur, you've got to wear all the hats, accounting, sales, marketing, all the stuff, right? And as you grow, you've got to then become a team leader. It's the entirety of the yes, finding the aligned actions that, you want to do finding these strategies you want to follow whether it's advertising or marketing or how you bring on clients what work you do but the ability to find out that without falling out of love without destroying your baby which is the business or the people around you 
Um, that yes. is a struggle. And it's from what I've seen, it's so easy to fall into that category of you blink, you wake up as like, ah, oh, shit, I don't love what I do anymore. And I did what went wrong. And what you're saying is so vital in understanding how to grow. Like just in my opinion, from my point of view, because if you've built this thing that you're trying to escape and get rescued from, then you'll take the first lifeline that's thrown to you. And so you onboard somebody to do one of the jobs that you don't like. And you're just like, I don't care. Just take it away from me versus like, wait a minute, are you a fit for this? Is this a match for you? Is this something you're going to enjoy doing, which elevates the company? Or are you just like shoving them into a box that doesn't fit them just to escape from that thing? And like, and you can see it spiral in either direction in all sorts of businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So where's, where's your focus for this year? Where are you aligning yourself for your next iteration, your next level of growth? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's a powerful question. Uh, you know, we've been, updating some of our services inside of our, our model. And one of the things which has been really fun is, so there's two pieces, holding the client to a higher standard. I mean, this is why we all go out and ask somebody else for help is because they will say you're capable of this, even though we've memorized that. And, and so kind of pulling that gap up even a little bit higher and asking not necessarily more from our clients as much as just encouraging them to have a greater vision is part of it. And then the other piece is kind of the balancing act to that. And it's just something that I was taught, trained to believe, but I, I think I've experienced it enough now that it's entered that, that third level that you were talking about. And so it's like whenever you are about to level up, the things that aren't in alignment present themselves, right? Sometimes it's alarming accuracy and discomfort. Mm -hmm. And so putting that into practice, right? Seeing anything and being like, what an amazing opportunity to like make sure this piece is really functional before we move forward whether it means redesign, whether it means realign, or whether it means like that no longer serves what we're doing and it's time to discard it. And it's just there as an artifact, not actually the way we should be doing business mm. now. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a, a higher view of it. Like we could go into specifics, but that's why the mid-level of, of our service model is consulting. We really look at it that way of just like, how can we clean this up before doing anything else about more or better or faster or any of the stuff that, that we yeah. want? And, you know, I'm not against people having, but how clean can it be first? Yeah, I want to just skirt back to one thing that you said in there, which was beautifully put. What's going to happen is when you level up, when you grow your business or yourself personally, all the things out of alignment will start to go, hey, you forgot about me. This isn't quite right. And that is so true. I want to just add on to that with when you make that declaration, I want this, the partnership of my dreams, the body of my dreams, the business of my dreams. I want this, whatever it might be. All these challenges are going to pop up along the way, not just the misalignment that you have, but it's almost like the universe, God, source, whatever you believe in saying, hey, 
do you really want it? Are you sure? Prove it. And that's the barriers and the boundaries that we all come against. So you sort of added to, to that element for me. That's what we believe. The challenges come along, but the misalignment within yourself that's going to start to fall down, all those nuts and bolts that weren't in properly or the wheel that's quite a bit wrong, stealing your, your car analogy. Um, yeah, that is a very real scenario as we all go for growth. And then it's so easy to be like, this isn't working. Let's go back to comfort, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's so well said. And and that's, it's so easy to go into that snap judgment, right? And like, as, as a human being, like, like, if you don't have people around you, you catch yourself doing it too. Ironically, on the same day where you're just like telling a client about how it's not that thing. So it's, it's important to, to surround yourself with, with people and like be in a space where you just can't listen to that voice that shouldn't be trusted all the time. Love that. Cause it's, it's so easy to fall back in or, or be misaligned or, or just, just be distracted. So that is so, so true. Hey, Jacob, thank you so much for sharing these words of wisdom. Um, this has been fun exploring this with you um, on the same kind of wavelength from different angles. I've, I've loved this discussion. Likewise. Yeah. I really appreciate your time and, you know, thank you as well. I especially enjoyed the fact that a couple of your questions had me go back and, and even rethink my own responses. So, well, know, thanks for digging in. That's kind that. of the point to being vulnerable. And thank you for sharing. So, hey, if people want to find out more about you and about 8020 Media, how can they find you? Yeah, I, I mean, we were intentional about it. So, it's actually 8020.media. It's our URL, as well as our like corporate name and everything like that. And, um, yeah, other than that, we do have a uh, Facebook group called The Gift. It's actually part of the campaign that we run now. And that is we gave up on sales and marketing entirely. And I just went out and made a commitment to have a thousand consulting calls. Every consulting call, it's actually easy. You give away a $100,000 business plan. And that's part of our commitment to the ripple effect. It's like if I give away $100 million dollars, I don't need to worry about what's coming back, right? Like it'll just take care of itself. And so that's, that's really our, our belief is it's all about being in, in contribution. So the group is called the gift and mm -hmm. the company's 8020.media. Very good. Everyone go check that out, go and receive with open arms and just share in this knowledge together. So Jacob, thanks again. Um, thanks for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, thanks for, you could do what you do without having this on top of it. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Right? Like you could just have a business and run your business and help people the way you do and not put in the extra time and effort of sharing other people's messages and ideas. So, Hey man, you know, whatever. I don't want to get a chat to people like you. So I get to do this. This is my little, this is my fun and games. I love this. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how... 
our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.